0: We keep it alive, we keep it kicking, and we make sure it's sassy. It's the Emerging Into Greatness podcast. Are you ready to take your business further? Yes, now, how do we create the world we want to? And can we? Can we really create our own world? Can we trust ourselves to do just that? Especially in a chaotic world that we live in today. Social media palaver image control, the lot, the whole thing, the whole spiel, the whole shebang in, in society today. How do we get over trauma? Because sometimes it could be traumatic for some people. How do we get over trauma? Trauma that finds its way to our, into our lives. You know, not really because it's our fault, but it just happens. How do we get around that? and live our lives as we should. Well, my next guest thinks we can create our own world. She thinks we can get over trauma. She thinks we can live our lives to the best of our abilities. Well, introducing (laughs) Wendy Capewell, coach, psychotherapist, and counselor. Hi, Wendy. Hi
1: there, (laughs) Hi. good to talk to you.
0: Thank you. You too. Thanks for coming on Dream Origin Into Greatness.
1: Yeah. And, and, and what a, a lovely introduction. Oh, really. And the drum roll. I love the drum roll.
0: <laughs> yes, that's my mini, mini studio drum roll where, right there. You know? <laughs> to start everything going. Yeah, exactly. Lots of energy. Good. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, I love what you do. Um, I met you at, um, the last year women, elevating women, brilliant, brilliant club. Um, and, um, yeah, you were talking about how you help people and encourage other people. And I remember what struck out to me that day with you. I saw that there was a calmness about you, you know, and that was what drew me to you, I was like, oh, I'd love to know more about her, know more about what she does. And, and of course, I went down and I looked you up and I was like, oh, wow. And um, just looking and kind of following you, studying you as time went on, on, you know, on Insta with all your brilliant, brilliant, brilliant quotes, motivational quotes. Um, so I thought, you know what? i love to speak to Wendy. She's helping quite a lot of people and I want to know. What makes her tick? How did it happen? How did you emerge? What were the challenges that you have faced before you got to where you are?
1: Wow, there were quite a few, to be honest. Mm. Uh, Because I guess growing up, Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't the happiest of families. But actually, when I started exploring a bit more, when I got, you know into that self-awareness arena Uh I appreciated more about what my parents were struggling with um but I I never felt I lived up to their expectations but I think when I look back it was more about them trying to keep me safe but it actually made me more anxious and less likely to try new things Uh but when I looked at the reasons why so I the age of two my mother lost her second baby so that would have been quite uh, at birth she died at birth um and then two years after that when I was four years old I contracted polio so you can imagine that they must have been absolutely terrified that they were going to lose their second child
0: yeah
1: and and so I, I was really quite wrapped up in cotton wool but it was always that sense of well, you can't do that. No, 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 no. That, that, that's too scary. No, I don't suggest you do that. Uh-huh. So I ended up feeling quite anxious growing up, but I also felt that I didn't live up to their expectations.
0: What did you um, think? I, Sorry, I need to stop you there. What did you think? Okay. At what age was that?
1: Um, I was four when I had polio. And then I think after, from that time on, I just had that sense of them always trying to keep me safe and, um, discouraging me from doing things you know, so, be careful, all that kind of anxiety around them. And when I got to being a teenager, when I wanted to try new things or I said, Oh, I, I'd like to go be an au pair. Yeah. No, no, no. That's that, you know, you can't do that. You know, and they, they gave me all the reasons why I shouldn't try that. Um, that was one of the examples. Yeah. And so I always felt, you know, they wanted me to have that safe kind of life. And um, I mean, there were other stuff going on as well for them, and, and we don't need to go into that today. But the, that left me, instead of me feeling that they were keeping me secure, I felt I wasn't good enough, and I didn't live up to these things because they dissuaded me. I thought they just they thought I wasn't good enough.
0: Eh.
1: So it's interesting, isn't it? People's yeah. perception. Yeah. Um. And so then, uh, yeah, I got married, and then. Uh, finally, and um, had two lovely children. I thought I had this wonderful life that I really wanted. I uh, thought we were really happy. And then 10 years later, he, Tomanda, said he didn't love me anymore and he wanted out. So I found myself as a single mom and I was really shocked because I thought everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so a I, I single mom brought up the kids. Um, by this time they were young teenagers. So. Um, Quite challenging, (laughs) as you can imagine. And then several years later, and so I was struggling, you know, trying to get myself on my feet, get a better career. A career I never really enjoyed, I have to say. Was
0: it it a career you chose?
1: No, actually it wasn't because my mother got me an interview in the local bank when I was 16. I got the job and then that was my life played out as far as I was concerned. so, again, she was trying to fix me, make sure that I was okay. Yeah. Um, but I really didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy finance at all. Mm-hmm. It ne- I never really felt like it was – it never came easy to me. I always joke and say that I never got a balance sheet to balance in my life. <laughs> okay. I mean, not, it's not really good kind of I know. Yeah, recommendation, is it? Mm. Um. But I did. I struggled. I took exams. I became an assistant accountant in, at one point, but it just didn't feel right. But you know, you—it's like when you're kind sort of trying to push the sand or the pebbles from one end of the beach to the other, mm-hmm. uh, uphill. Um. Anyway, that's all I knew. So, um. And then, oh, <laughs> oh dear. Two years later, yeah. Then I, I, I got um, breast cancer mm. and um, by this time my girls were late teens early 20s mm-hmm. <clears throat> really really quite scary and I'd, I would say uh, people say oh you're so strong you're so brave you know you don't have an option it's not about bravery it's not about being strong it may be about being resilient but mm. that was a yeah that was a really horrid time in my life because I was feeling quite alone. Anyway, we got through that one. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I had the surgery, the um, radiotherapy, the yeah, the chemo, and um, wow. yeah, survived it. The and story. I'm still here. And that is it. Because every day since then, I felt that every single day of my life has been a blessing. Mm. It's been a real gift because all the things I've experienced that could have been taken away from me mm-hmm. um, if I had survived it. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, and of course it left me <clears throat> in a situation of um, financial difficulties. I didn't, I lost my job, you know, all that stuff that goes with it. So, mm-hmm. um, but Hey, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off and off you go. And then I, um, I met somebody, and I knew it was wrong at the time. But there was something inside me that says, you know what? Nobody else is going to want you. You've only got one breast. You're not work- You're not yeah. much of a catch. I really felt that way. It was a, it, You look back on it and think, how crazy is that? But that's just how I felt. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's a good place to be, I can tell you. Yeah. Anyway, I, it wasn't good. It was um, emotionally abusive, and um, what, the yeah,
0: emotionally draining. Or the way you were feeling about you.
1: Well, I think the way I felt about myself because I had no self esteem, or you know, I didn't have much confidence. Um, yeah, I'd had one one marriage had gone wrong, and um, I'd been rejected. I'd yeah, my. Yeah, loss of breast, which is mm. pretty devastating. It was very de- devastating for me, mm. um, and I just didn't feel. Yeah, I didn't feel very good about myself. My, you know, my self image wasn't very good. Um, and well, yet, yeah,
0: but when you met this person, mm-hmm. this person, did you? How did they feel about it? About you? About the situation that you were feeling so lonely about?
1: Well, the thing was, what was in my head, good about it, was that his wife had had breast cancer. Okay. So, um, unfortunately, she didn't survive, but I thought, well, at least he'd understand, at least he'd accept me, because he was married to a woman who'd had breast cancer and lost a breast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there kind of was a bit of comfort in that, which might sound a bit strange, but you know, I thought, well, he's accepted me. He's accepted me for who I am and the way I look and yeah. all of that superficial stuff. Mm. But actually he had his own problems. And he, because of his own problems, his own emotional health mm-hmm. and the traumas that he'd been through as a child, he um, it affected him so badly. He, he was very controlling. Mm. Um, he didn't feel secure and therefore he, he was, had very controlling behaviour over me so the relationship was very emotionally abusive oh, wow um, so it, it really I should have listened to my gut in the first place so um, I had six years of fear um, scared to leave the relationship either because he was making veiled threats to me about what he was going to do or about threats about what he was going to do to himself if I left him and I'm sure lots of women can identify with that wow
0: Mm. that is daunting
1: yeah it was it it was a bit daunting I have to tell you (laughs) um so uh yeah I extricated myself from that but what was quite interesting now, least I always find this is an interesting part because the one thing that kept him off my back uh-huh. was when I was ta- listening about and, in- and questioning him about himself. If the focus was on himself, uh-huh. he was calm and he wasn't picking on me and he wasn't trying to control me. Right. Um, and so he said, well, you're so good at listening. Have you ever thought about becoming a counsellor? And um, I said, well, no, I haven't actually, but maybe I'll investigate it. So after a while, I did. And at that time, then I started it. And I thought, I started a course, an introduction course. I thought, wow, this is amazing. Um, And that really changed my life mindset. And it actually gave me the courage to leave him. Wow. So it was that understanding, that beginning of self-awareness, that kind of thing that really felt, well, this isn't right. And this is, no, I, I, I shouldn't be doing this. This is about boundaries. These have been broken. And it did give me the confidence to actually say, no, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and so yeah, Well that was very, very. It was a nasty, nasty divorce. It was horrible, um, all kinds of threats. police were involved, all kinds of things like that, which was really nasty. Um, but I got through it, and I all through that, I carried on my training and finally qualified, uh, what, 15 years ago now.
0: Wow, okay.
1: And) um, and it, it started as a journey of self-discovery. Uh-huh. So I learned a lot about myself, but then it went on to, I actually started learning a bit more about him and his problems because he'd been sexually, emotionally, physically wow. abused as a child. Wow! But by learning about that, it gave me more understanding and it, I'm not saying it let me off the hook or let him off the hook, but I got a bit more in-depth understanding. And whereas when I first met him, I felt really sorry for him and sad and, um, you know, how awful it was that he'd been through when he told me about it. But then the pendulum swung the other way when he became so abusive. Because I didn't understand how it had affected him, but through my training, I did.
0: Right. So
1: it was, a, it was a kind of a healing process as well. For you? Yeah. 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 Um, and so then, interestingly, I found, uh, after I qualified, I found um, a voluntary placement working at a the rape and sexual abuse center mm-hmm. near where I live. Well, I did that for about five years, which, again, gave me more insight, mm-hmm. but it also um, gave me a lot of experience, because anyone who's been through any kind of trauma, it will affect them in so many different ways.
0: Sure, sure, definitely. Oh wow! Especially in you, oh, from what you've just narrated to me, that was quite deep. You've you left. Uh, a situation into another situation and it seems like your situation actually started even from when you were quite young having been set up with work work you didn't want to do you know Mm. and dealing with situations in your mindset that you weren't good enough for your parents or you weren't living up to their expectations and then Mm. you marry and I'd be I think Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you are the best person that can do that. Whenever, we, um, our, our founda- whenever our foundations are a bit on the shaky side and not too stable, for some reason we end up with someone who would kind of like do the same thing. Why does that yeah. happen? I guess it's because it's what we know. It's yeah. not because
1: it, it's comfortable in an uncomfortable way. It's comfortable in a very um, negative way. But it's what we know. It's, you know, if you, if you know, you don't know any different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if, if, if somebody has been in a, you know, if, if all they understood when they were growing up that their parents were shouting and screaming at each other all the time, and they, you know, there was no other way of talking to each other, they would assume that every relationship was like that. If all we know is a particular way of being, and it can be down to our own customs of where we come from, where we live, um, if, you, if that's all you know, then why would you think that there was any other way?
0: Yeah. The environment you're used to is, whatever you, is what you're used to, period. Yeah, exactly. Wow amazing so which brings me to you know my next quest well my next what I call it a question or an observation is that even though you you seem to be the most qualified person besides the fact that you did go to know to get course you know to get to learn more about human beings and you know get a do a course in coaching psychotherapy and 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 all that you because of your life and how you have emerged out of that you seem to be like the perfect person to to help others out to speak to people
1: yeah and i think i think part of um the training when you're trained initially as a counselor they always say you shouldn't share personal stuff with people um and you know you're supposed to be like a blank screen. That was the way that we were trained. And uh-huh. and I, I think when I started, it was about that. You know, well, of course, it's all about the client. But over the years, I've realised that that people are drawn to me because of those things, mm. not because they're going to understand that. You know, I I, I like this morning I was talking to someone and and uh, I have a new client. And she said I was drawn to you because you had her on your website some of the things you'd experienced in your life. And I thought, ah, oh, she's, she's not going to judge me. She's got life experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think that often is if people feel that you haven't had the perfect life and you have been through lots of bumps in the road, then you're going to be more empathetic and mm-hmm. you'll have more, yeah, you'll have more, be more in tune with them.
0: Yes. And,
1: and I think that that really does play out for me. You know, I because... Although they might not be exactly the same experiences, but there is also something I can draw on that I can maybe identify. That yeah. I can, okay, and and then I, yeah, it, it it just creates a better relationship between us. Uh-huh. And I think it's the same with working with couples. You know, I've, I got um, I start I work quite a lot with couples as well. Okay, um, and. People have challenged me and said, well, how can you help people have a better relationship? You know, you haven't, you know, you've been through some really, you have had two two divorces. How did, how the hell can you help people? And I thought, well, you know what? If you've been happily married for 25 years or something, Uh how would you know what it was like to go through the really tricky parts, the really difficult times? Because you wouldn't have that experience of the, the times that went wrong and the stuff that goes wrong, would you? You
0: wouldn't yeah. have that. And if you don't have that experience, you can't relate.
1: No. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: So I think actually I've, I'm, in a be- I'm better placed, actually, because, <laughs> I yeah, I've screwed them up. <laughs> And I can understand what it's like when you are struggling. Yes. So I, you know, if I had the perfect relationship, would I really be able to relate to somebody?
0: But really, Wendy, who does have that perfect relationship? Who no, they don't. I Nobody agree. has a perfect nope. relationship. No. Some have a working relationship. Some have a tolerance. And some just grow together and right. decide this is going to work. Yeah, you, do? you know, and yeah, th- there are a few of those that do that. Most people just give up and say, "You know what? Out of here, I'm gone. I'm not taking this anymore." And some people just say, "Let's work on this." Mm. And, and that percentage, I believe, is quite low. But no one has a perfect relationship.
1: No, they don't. But you know, if you if you haven't had those really bad times, mm-hmm. and I mean, you would you be able to relate more easily to To a a couple who's struggling, or somebody, an individual, you know, you know, individuals that the women who come to me and go, I really keep, you know, the relationships I get into, they're really bad, and the guy treats me badly, and well, if you've never been through anything like that, how could you relate to somebody?
0: Mm -hmm. Amazing, that is just amazing. This is just one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on. You know, I know it's not the typical um business um interview but it's Mm. it's one that is needed in society because if your mindset or your mind is not at peace to a certain level you will Mm -hmm. struggle in business
1: absolutely you can't detach your business from your personal life
0: yeah you can't you will struggle because business is lonely especially when you're starting it's a lonely world it's it's Uh, yeah and it's you and it's you yes you have family you have you know other people around you however they're not they might not be on a buzz, the same kind of buzz that you're on but... absolutely
1: and I think I really believe that the stuff that I've been through has given me that determination and that drive mm-hmm. to keep going i you know not given up mm-hmm. and I think that's really helped me in my business because I don't give up, you know, I am, I'm determined that I'm going to help more and more people. I am going to grow bigger and bigger, um, you know, get out to more people. Mm-hmm. Um, Either, uh, you know, I, I see people individually, I, I write, I get interviewed, um, I've written a book, uh, I speak on stage, I, Yeah, to help people get through it and, and maybe lead by example. And it is about your business because, as you say, it's tough out
0: there. It is. It really is. It really is tough. It really is tough. And for the younger generation, they, I think with the younger generation, they need a solid mentor not just mm. a mentor that's going to skim over the icing and make it all look all glue. I mean, um, glamorous and everything, but who's really going to sit down and, you know, draw out what's in them and let them understand the reality of life. Because when you are in business, it is a lonely world.
1: It is. Yes, you're right. You can feel so isolated, so yeah. lonely. Um, you can, start comparing yourself to mm-hmm. others mm-hmm. Um, why are they doing so well and I'm not yeah. why is it I can't succeed yeah. oh so somebody then says well I can I can help you coaches or you know business yeah. mentors. I can turn your business around Hello. it'll only cost you x <laughs> thousand of pounds whatever yeah. um all of those false promises that we are drawn to because we feel they've got the magic and that's what we want
0: yeah that's why one of the reasons why i started emerging into greatness because at the end of the day we all have emerged from something to where we are now to the success you know there is a middle belt there is a middle part that a lot of people don't talk don't talk about especially on social media which really just gets my you know in a twist yeah (laughs) listen lady or gentleman it does not work that way you need to tell the truth and um, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, when I do interview people, I want them to talk about their challenges, what they faced, what, what, what have they passed through to where they mm. are now, you know, because that's what the next person wants to hear. Because for some reason, at least 85, 90% of the times, whoever is listening is passing through that.
1: Yeah. i just just so right about social media. I, have a, I agree with you. People only put up their their successes. You know that. Look at my wonderful life. Look at my amazing husband. He's bought me all these gifts. Look at this. We've had this fabulous holiday. They don't talk about their, you know, the
0: the stuff behind it,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: is yeah, what exactly. was at the middle. What did you have to climb through? You know, what are the challenges for me, you know, in my businesses, like I've got, um, they're both new anyway, if I have to be real, they are both new. And we know with businesses, that it does take time. And I, it got to a point where I had to understand that lady, it's not a microwave thing. You're going to have to wait. You're going to learn. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the microwave thing in your kitchen where you put it in two seconds, it's done. <laughs> no
1: absolutely no overnight success it's not x-factor no way
0: no it's not x-factor even with x-factor you still have to come back and compete you know so just because you've got through the first hurdle doesn't mean hey it's okay you still have to come back and you know go through the go through the whole the whole shebang to keep yourself afloat so uh-huh.
1: and you've got to go through the mistakes you've got to go all through the all yeah all go down those wrong tracks that take you off course you've got to lose the money somewhere where you've given it to somebody because they promised you the earth and you went into that track and then you realize that actually no that wasn't a good thing to do Um, (laughs) all of that stuff you go around and around around um yeah so facing the reality of it and you I think I work harder now in some ways than I ever did when I was employed. Um, Mm. Mm. Longer hours, more effort, but I wouldn't change it for anything because, well, for a start, I don't like being told what to do and I never did. Um, (laughs) I was always a rebel when I was at work.
0: Okay, Wendy.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, um, And rules and regulations, you know, they don't work for me particularly well either. So I can make my own rules and my own regulations and, um, yeah, do it my way. So I like that freedom. And I can, within reason, I I can take a day off whenever I want. I can do whatever I want when I want. Um, I can choose to work the hours. I I wouldn't change that. But, no, it's hard work.
0: It is a lot of hard work. And, yeah. It's a lot of um, determination. Oh yeah, so
1: determination.
0: Yes, a whole lot of determination. And what really helps is if you have a settled home. If you don't yes. have a settled home, oh my goodness, I don't even want to think. I don't want the. I don't want the thought of what it's like because, you know, without a settled home hubby who's supportive family who's supportive children who you know are trying one way or the other to you know help if that's not there it's much much three times harder
1: yeah yeah you certainly need your family your friends and um supportive people around you
0: yeah definitely absolutely it makes it a lot easier as you say so for anybody listening out there right now and um is wondering, okay, they've heard everything that they've heard. And, you know, they've actually heard the reality that, hey, not everything is rosy. Sometimes it does get difficult. Sometimes it does get lonely, you know, at the top or getting to the top. Um, what would you, what's the, what's the advice you would have for them right now? Ah,
1: I think if, if you're, you've got to decide, you're, if you're going to do it, you've got to do it. Mm -hmm. I think there's um, if you really want to make a success, you've got to decide that you're going to put your whole thought and beliefs and feelings and energy into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the good programs to watch is Dragon's Den. I think some really good stuff comes out of that because they really question some of those entrepreneurs about whether they've got a good idea, whether it's viable, how passionate they are about it and so on. So I, that would be one of the tips I would suggest that people do because I think some really good stuff comes out of that. But I think you've got to decide whether you're going to be a hobbyist, which means you're playing in the shallow end, or whether you really want you're determined to make a real success of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's – if you're a hobbyist, then you're just playing at it. You're just um, dipping in and out and, yeah, okay, it's back to that monkey brain that says, I can't do this. This is too scary. Now, if you're going to keep listening to that monkey brain, Mm. um, then you're going to stay a hobbyist. Whereas if you're going to say, actually, I hear you, but I'm still going to do it anyway. However scary it is, that's when you really start making traction in my mind.
0: Mm, in your mind, yeah, it it is scary. If I have to admit, it is scary,
1: (laughs) but you're not going to die. You're not going to die. If it
0: means, you know, like that
1: first article I wrote where I thought, oh, gosh, I put myself out there, Mm. or that first video I made, or that book I wrote, or the interview I gave, or whatever it was that I did, or the first talk I gave, it's scary. But you know what? I didn't die. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's it. You know, we get so hung up about people criticizing us or judging us. Mm. What the hell, you know? if you're doing it and they're not well you're miles ahead of them
0: yes exactly you are miles ahead and i think for uh, uh, another important um advice is you do what you can do at your pace yeah you're not yeah. following other people's do not do not do not even look there because their their walk and their experiences and their challenges are totally different from your challenges. You know
1: yeah, I'd agree with that as well because you can um if you're trying to again you're trying to keep up with somebody else then yeah, yeah. you can burn yourself
0: out. So again it's about self-care as well. It is it is about self and that's where you come in, helping people to, you know, make that, um, make that clear, clear judgment and have clarity. Because at the end of the day, even if you do have a mentor, it depends on what that person is mentoring you on. I think with every, especially if you don't have that kind of support at home i think someone like you would be quite handy for every business person to have especially if they don't have that support at home
1: well if somebody says what do you think i should do i just turn it around and say well you know what you're your own expert yeah. you know deep down inside i can help you uncover it mm. but mm. you know what's right for you i don't
0: yeah definitely that's a great answer and that allows that person to dig deeper, mm. which is what we all need to do. A lot of yeah. us don't want to do that, but it, it really is what is required to move. Mm. That's what I have realized. I've had to you know, really dig deeper into my, my own strengths and my weaknesses, whatever they were, and deal, deal with them and, and um, find out what exactly do i love doing what exactly can i excel at so just like you said you know what once you once you advise them the way you you do it's a matter for them to just go dig deep but at the end of the day we all need that person to help us dig
1: yeah (laughs) yeah because you can't always see it when you're right in the middle of it and that's why i I love my support system because they they see things i don't they see Mm -hmm. side that i'm not recognizing they'll encourage me and,
0: and that's what is brilliant i think we all need that around us amazing thank you so much wendy for coming on thank you for this in-depth your in-depth um explanation of what you do and how you help people really um i think this we've really spoken very candidly you know about almost everything about our emotions and you know, how, how things play in, in society and they play sometimes not as, it's not just, it's not, it's not about what we have seen, what, what we see, it's really what we don't see, you yeah. know, um, which is, which is one of the hardest, hardest parts of, of, of it all. So I'm just going to ask, so if people wanted to get in touch with you and book uh, a session with you, how do they go about it and what does it entail?
1: Okay. So I, I, I have free discovery calls and uh, you can book that on my website. It's uk. So if you think about copewell which I don't do very well, it's a Cape well. <laughs>
0: Okay, Wendy. Only you can say that. Only <laughs> <laughs> that to you.
1: <laughs> but yeah, they, they, they're, they're not, uh, there's an there's uh, a facility to book a, uh, a a thirty minute discovery call with me, and you can find all sorts of other things on my website. So just look up Wendy Kate. Well, you'll find me on uh, just Google me. You'll find me.
0: And you're on Instagram also.
1: Yeah, I'm on Instagram too. Brilliant. And LinkedIn. So.
0: And LinkedIn, yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Wendy, for coming on and giving us to spiel, the ins and outs of our mentality, really, and what you've gone through. And yes, going back to my first question, um, how do we get over trauma? Mm. I think getting in touch with her would start <laughs> and listening mm-hmm. to this program again, you know, um, trauma is difficult to each and every one of us, but as human beings, when you have somebody who listens to you and you mm-hmm. can talk it over, it helps a great deal. It does help. Yeah. It brings yeah. you out of the mess one way or the other. So on this note, Wendy, I'm just going to say thank you for coming on once again. And um, our listeners out there, I hope you have received something from this. And if I were you, I'd get in touch with Wendy right now. Just book that call. I have spoken to this lady. We, I, you know, Like I said, that like we are connected on social media. I see what she does. And from what we have heard today, I would believe she's the best person to really speak, speak to when it comes to um, if things are all muddled up for you and if you're struggling because of one thing or the other that's hindering you from moving forward with your business, pick up that phone. Go on that social media dm her as they say direct message <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, do the connection it's been sassy Shade here i hope we haven't been too sassy with you on the emerging into greatness once again wendy thank you so much
1: i yeah. thank you very much too for the opportunity of talking to you. it's been really lovely
0: we keep it alive we keep it kicking and we make sure it's sassy. It's the Emerging into Greatness podcast. Are you ready to take your business further? Welcome to the Emerging to Greatness podcast with your host, Sassy Shaddy. <laughs> Talking all things business, business, business. Talking to CEOs, directors, and leaders in business. Keeping it alive, keeping it kicking, and definitely sassy. They are merging into greatness podcast with Sassy Shade. Sassy Shade. There is absolutely no context.